This is episode nine of season five of the Runner Girls podcast. On tonight's show, we will be talking about the stair climber for cross training. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Megan, and this is season five of Runner Girls, three women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and hopefully Katie will be joining us in not too long. She's just running a little behind tonight, but yeah, I am sick again (laughs) for the third time since the season started, (laughs) and um, I'm getting tired of it. I'm getting tired of being sick. I'm getting tired of this freaking winter. We had another blizzard this week. As you know, I've been pet sitting during the day and waiting tables at night. And I'm watching animals for two families that are on vacation. And one of them lost power this week, as did we. Um, But they lost power for a day and a half. And so I had to go over there as often as I could to get a fire going in their fireplace to keep the animals warm because they have a ton of animals and then shoveling out places for them to go poop (laughs) outside because it was I mean there's just like feet three four five feet of snow everywhere like there's just nowhere to go so this job turned out to be a lot more than I expected or planned for and then you know working nights I haven't been sleeping much and on top of that, I haven't been staying healthy. So it's been a rough week and I'm I'm ready for spring. I'm so ready for spring. I believe next week spring starts, right? Yes, on Monday. Monday. Okay, so all of this will magically disappear on Monday, right? <laughs> Isn't that how it works? I hope so, yes. Yes, that is exactly how it works. How are you doing, Megan? I am good. I am a little bit grumpy like you with winter Mm -hmm. because we suddenly had winter start this week and it's been, I'm sure not as bad as you guys because you guys got snow and everything, but we have had wind all week and Monday it was 20 degrees with feels like of seven and just nonstop wind and cold weather and highs in the 40s and feels much colder. And my half marathon is this weekend and the weather's going to be miserable. Oh, what's the forecast? 38 and winds at 10 miles an hour. I think you'll find that's not too bad. I mean, I know it's a long race, but you'll you'll warm up and it will be good. I think it'll be good. I hope it'll be good. It's going to be cold is all I know. Yeah. I haven't raced in anything this cold ever. Because this race last year, the low was 60. Yeah. That's what it was when we started. So it's just going to be different. You're going to rock it. You're you're going to love it. I know you will. I know you will. It'll be good. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. I'm excited too. I'm just this weather and Marshall has to work. So I won't even have Marshall there with me. I don't think. And that's got me a little bit sad. Yeah. Cause he's never missed a race. And that just sounds, you know, weird, but since we've been together, he's been at all my longer races. Yeah. But it'll be okay. 
And work has not been overly awful this week, so that's good. Good. Yeah, I know the last time we talked, you sounded a bit frustrated with work, so I'm glad it hasn't been too bad. (laughs) Yeah, three weeks left until spring break. Nice. Yes, so it'll be okay. We're close. It seemed like just yesterday we were talking about how you had like six or eight weeks, so it flies by. Yes, it does. (laughs) And pretty soon we'll be complaining about the summer heat. (laughs) I don't know if after this winter I'm going to complain about the heat again. I mean, I probably will, but I can't imagine complaining about it at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like, please, we'll just warm up just mm-hmm. a little bit. We'll be fine. Yeah, but it's never just a little bit. It's either it's cold or it's hot. <laughs> that is very true. I do feel like that. Well, speaking of it being cold or hot, I feel like we have some training to get to because somebody ran a race this past week unexpectedly. <laughs> who ran a race i ran a race so last time we talked i made no mention of the fact that there was a 5k the next day because i wasn't planning on running it and had pretty much ruled out doing it because as i mentioned it was five degrees and windy as all hell that weekend and so i wasn't even sure when i was going to do my long run but i got up saturday morning and everybody was still asleep and I just was bored and I was like Jeff I think I'm gonna go do a 5k and he's like what and I'm like well I'm bored (laughs) and there's a 5k going on and I kind of want to do it and so I I did I, I bundled up and I went down to Dover and it was the run before you crawl 5k which I did a few years back the route was changed due to road construction. So I, there was, I remember there being one somewhat significant short steep hill, but this time it was much hillier <laughs> with the new route. And it was, as I said, five degrees, 20 mile per hour winds. I was wearing several layers of clothes. Um, I decided after doing that, um, 2.5k that I did last month that I wanted to race without a watch um, and just run on effort to see how that went and so I just paced myself you know I tried not to push too hard like I normally do in a 5k I'm normally like racing right away but I was just like I I'm just gonna take it easy and see what I can do and so I was really conservative on the hills and I felt pretty good and found myself consistently passing people through like the middle of the race and the end of the race. So I didn't really get any downhills until like the last, I don't know, half mile of the race. And then it was just trying to hold on as long as I could. And uh, when I crossed the finish line, I knew that I was under 30 minutes because it was um, right in the 30 minute mark. And I'd started like 30 seconds after the, the clock started. So So I knew I was under 30. So that made me really happy. Um, I ran two 5Ks last year and neither one of them were under 30 minutes. (laughs) So uh, just the fact that I got under 30 and wasn't really pushing all that hard and it was on a hilly cold day, it made me feel really, really good and really excited about running again. So that was awesome. And then I kind of thought like, maybe I should just do an experiment and not wear a watch in any of my races this year. (laughs) And then I thought, no, because I have marathons and I don't want to be stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, so maybe I will for my races that aren't marathons because I think it's a it's a fun way to run a race based on effort, and I just think I I would like to do that. So that was my 5K. Um, after that, I did get out for my long run on Sunday because it was somewhat warmer. I think it was in the teens when I went out for my run, and I did 10 miles, really easy. Still cold and windy, but um, I took it easy and it felt good. And then Tuesday, I had hill repeats. And this time, um, this was the day that the blizzard started. So I tried to get out as early in the day as possible. But there was already quite a bit of snow down at that point. But um, I just went to a couple of hills near my house. There's like a, a street intersection where if you go on the one street, then you got a long gradual incline hill. And then if you go on the other street, you have a short steep hill and they kind of like meet in the corner there. So I just did repeats doing like one hill and then the other hill. (laughs) So I would go run um, as far up one hill as I could walk the rest of the way and then run fast down the hill and then go to the next hill and do the exact same thing. So I did that four times for each hill, so a total of eight repeats. And that was pretty good. I could definitely feel it working my quads and my calves. I had to stop and stretch a couple times on the corner for my um, to stretch out my quads because I could really feel them burning. But I didn't have any soreness afterward, which is good because I think that I built up quite a bit of strength for my last downhill long run. So that was good. And then yesterday I didn't get out for a run. I was super busy. Today I was planning on doing my marathon pace run, but I woke up sick. And so I ended up taking it really easy today. And I took a nap for a little bit. And then my nap made me feel a lot better. And so I said, well, maybe I'll go try a run. That didn't really work <laughs> well. I got maybe a mile and my um my chest was just burning. It's definitely a chest cold I have right now. It's like I feel it right there. And so it just makes running really difficult and made me really sad because <laughs> I'm like, damn it, I want to run. <laughs> so, um, so that was my running. I don't know if I'm going to get to do my marathon paced run for this week which makes me nervous because it's supposed to be eight miles at marathon pace next week my long run for this weekend should be 15 miles I don't know if I'm doing that next week I have hill repeats eight miles at marathon pace and then next weekend is run for the border half marathon so I don't know I don't know about any of that that's what that's what the plan is we'll see what happens (laughs) So that was my training. How'd your training go this week, Megan? How's your taper going? Great. I'm pulling a very me taper. Mm-hmm. I ran my long run last Saturday, seven miles at what was a very easy pace, and that ended up being 10.41 nice. per mile was the average pace. So that was nice. So I know I'm definitely good for 2.20. Because that's a 220 pace. Mm -hmm. But, and then it got really cold on us and rainy. Monday night, it just rained all night. And then since then, it's been cold, like windy and cold. So I haven't gotten any runs in because I just don't want to be out in the windy and cold. Mm -hmm. Feels like seven or feels like 10 or whatever it ridiculously is. North Carolina is not used to that. That is not temperatures we get a lot like it's been 20 in the morning with 
16 mile an hour winds. So very cold. I don't think anybody gets used to it. It just sucks. <laughs> there, there's no, there's no like adjustment to freezing temperatures. I don't think. And it's been especially worse because every day since Monday, it's been sunny. <laughs> so you want to go outside and it seems like it'd be warm and then you're bombarded with wind and cold mm-hmm. in the sun. So it just is very depressing. Mm-hmm. And that's the only run I've gotten in. But I'm in taper, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, I'd rather you take it too easy than, like, be doing too much, you know? Like, if you've had, like, any problems with your legs or whatever, like, now's the time for them to, to rest up and, and be strong on, on uh, is it Saturday or Sunday's your race? Sunday. Sunday. So I'm thinking about doing an easy three miles in the morning Mm -hmm. just before the race, and it'll be easy, and it's only going to be three miles, so I'm not worried about that. And then my race is 7 a.m. on Sunday morning. It will be about 37, 38 degrees at race start with 10-mile-an-hour winds, so I will be bundled up. It'll be my first race in pants and long sleeves. That's really weird to think about that. I was just thinking today, like, I was ripping all my layers off after my failed run and thinking, like, I can't wait to not have to wear all of these layers anymore. <laughs> I know. So that's I'm like, because I've been lucky because this half last year was normal uh, North Carolina temperatures at this type of time of year, which is like lows in the high 40s to mid 50s and then highs like in the 60s. Mm hmm. Or whatever. And it was a little bit warmer last year because highs were like in the 60s when we started and it was only going to it was going to get up to like 80 for the race. But that will because I wore shorts and a tank top last year to race in. Mm-hmm. That is not happening this year <laughs> at all. <laughs> but it is only a half marathon. So it's only two hours of being cold. Or getting warm. And because it is a half marathon, I'm not as worried because I know I'll warm up. By like the first five miles, I'll warm up. I love that you said it's only two hours of being cold instead of it's only three hours of being cold. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be like two and a half. Well, hopefully less than two and a half. (laughs) So, you know. It definitely will be. I just, I love it. I like that you had the mental shift. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Because it is. It's closer to two hours now than it Mm -hmm. is to three but the only part that's going to drive me crazy is they want us there at like 5.30 or 5 o'clock for a 7 a.m. start. Why? Parking and stuff. We don't actually get to park at where we start. Do they have like shuttles? Yes. Yeah, so we get bussed over. And then I guess to get their roads closed and everything from where they bus over. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. But that is just their expectation is that we are there very early. Mm-hmm. But it's a fairly large race because it is a half marathon and marathon going on at the same time mm-hmm. on an out and back on the a closed trail for most of the miles so they got to get us all out there and everything and then off right so yay it'll be good i'm just you know how i am about the cold <laughs> once you get running you'll be fine 38 is yeah. is not that bad it's above freezing which is good i know it it sounds horrible and you and you're frustrated with the wind and all that but it'll be good Yeah, and I think I've ran 12 miles at 26 or so twice in this training plan. Yeah. 
in this cycle. So I've run it much colder for about the same length of time. So that's good. Yeah. And if not, you know, it's only a half marathon. <laughs> only a half marathon. I love that. <laughs> it'll, it'll be done. I mean, it, I'll finish it. And then I probably won't drink my post-race beer, though, because I'll be too cold, too. I am kind of sad about that because I'll be done. It's starting earlier this year, too. So it'll be I'll be done at like 9.15, 9.20, and it'll be cold. And I just don't know if I can drink cold beer while it's cold at 9 in the morning. but it'll be okay (laughs) yeah you can have a beer later in the day that's okay too yes I can (laughs) awesome how are you feeling you feeling good yeah I'm getting nervous like I do before every race I care about Mm -hmm. like the ones that I'm trying to PR at or the ones that I've chosen for whatever reason matter that I'm not just doing for fun so thinking about it I'm really nervous but other than that, it's fine. It is what it is. It's just a race. Yeah. I'm not like trying for the Olympics. <laughs> I'm not going to have to quit running if I don't do good at it. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, you didn't PR. No more running for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not getting me a college scholarship or anything. It's just something I do for fun. So I have to remind myself of that. Yeah, I want to push myself, but this is also your fun thing. I feel like you're really downplaying this race right now. <laughs> like like you're trying to to make it not matter at all so that you don't get disappointed or something, maybe? Yes, that'll probably be it. That is it, but – and then it'll stop me from stressing too and worrying about it. Mm. So I still get I get I get nervous for pretty much any race. It's crazy. It still happens now. Like I wasn't planning on doing that 5K. I had no expectations. Wasn't going to wear a watch. Still got nervous as hell for no reason. It just happens. I think it's good. I think it gives you like that nervous energy is good for a race. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to hear about it. And so you're just planning on taking like the next week off or running easy or what? After the race, I'll probably just run easy, get a couple runs in there. I'll do a longish run next weekend, five, six, seven miles probably. Nice. Nothing really more than that. I'm not going to stress too much. Nice. And then it'll be time to think about how to train for flying pig. (laughs) I'm not training for flying pig. But I'll be I'll be marathon training anyway, so it won't matter. Yeah, so you'll be training for flying pig. But I'm more I'm trying to think of like how to keep maintenance and if because I'm doing the challenge if I want to try to practice running six miles and then taking a break for an hour and running three more. Right. That's stuff true like that. too. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Hmm. Or if it doesn't matter because I'm not going for any goal times other than the mile, so maybe I'll pull up like a mile training plan and follow that and care about the mile and then just take everything else easy just run a bunch of 400s (laughs) that'll get you ready for the mile is that how mile training works i don't know (laughs) this week for our weekly topic in our cross training series we are talking about stair climbing and why stair climbing is good for runners. This comes from an article on runnersworld.com. If you borrow one element besides running from Rocky Balboa's training regimen, make it stair climbing. 
The plyometric motion strengthens the same muscles as lunges and squats and taxes your lungs and heart as you power to the top. Stairs force you to work against gravity, and this helps build two essential needs for runners. Strength and power, says Ian Moore, an exercise physiologist and running coach in Charleston, South Carolina. You need both, whether you're kicking to the finish of a 5K or trying to maintain the pace during the later miles of a marathon. Moore adds that stair climbing forces you to utilize muscle stabilizers like the gluteus medius that get neglected during regular runs because you're balancing on and activating one leg briefly as the other moves to the next step. Strengthen these areas and you'll reduce your risk of injury. I never thought about that, about how when you're climbing stairs, you're balancing on one leg. Right. Huh. Same with running, too, though, if you think about it. Yeah, that's true, too. Yep. So I guess they would work well together. <laughs> yes. It's interesting, like, when we talk about these topics, things that are so duh, but you never think about them until we put it in the context of, like, a weekly topic. And I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> or maybe that's just me, and I feel kind of dumb a lot. So... <laughs> Finally, stairs are much steeper than most hills. Indoor stairs have a roughly 65% grade, while Boston's Heartbreak Hill is just 4.5%. That's why climbing them accelerates your heart rate so rapidly and makes you breathe faster to take in more oxygen. This, in turn, improves your VO2 max, the maximum amount of oxygen you can utilize during intense exercise. This teaches your body to use that oxygen and convert it to energy quicker, says Moore. A greater VO2 max means you can run harder and for longer durations. A study in the British Journal of Sports Medicine found that short bouts of stair climbing five days a week for eight weeks improved VO2 max by 17% among young women. A handful of races, including the Empire State Building run-up, involve ascending as fast as you can multiple flights of stairs, 86 flights or 1,576 steps for the run-up. Speeding upstairs takes a lot of explosive power, so you quickly reach your anaerobic threshold, the point where your body creates more lactic acid than it can process. Training beyond your anaerobic threshold leads to an improved threshold level and ultimately a faster pace before you feel the burn, says John Honerkamp, who oversees online training programs for the New York Roadrunners. This is helpful even if you don't aspire to stair racing. If you do, you can find events at towerrunning.com. So here's a workout. After a 10-minute warm-up, run hard upstairs for 20 to 30 seconds, then walk back down. Repeat for 20 to 30 minutes. Or run stairs for 10 minutes for after a long run to help your body build endurance and learn to push through fatigue. Ew. <laughs> I pretty much do that anyway because we're on the second floor of our apartment building, so after all my runs, I run up the stairs. <laughs> but not for that long. <laughs> I know, that's what I was thinking, 10 minutes? What? The other stair one is similar to one we do for running hills, but it's not stairs. Mm. I don't have a whole lot of stairs near me. The gym, stair climber, stair master. Well, yes, I could do a stair master. I was thinking of like natural outside stairs. We have one at school, but I don't know if I want to be running up and down our stairs. Could You could be rocky. <laughs> Yes. The kids would be laughing at me. They would come find me and be looking at me. 
So November Project, the popular fitness group based in Boston, meets for weekly stair workouts of all kinds in Harvard Stadium. One is the Gilroy, named for November Project member Scott Gilroy, which reverses the expected. You go slow up and fast down. This builds mid-distance endurance because you put out a more consistent effort, says Evan Dana, a coach who has been attending November Project since July 2012. It is also a great calf burner since you rely on your calf muscles to soften your steps as you come down. The workout. Warm up for 10 minutes. Then climb 20 to 30 seconds up the stairs at a tempo effort. Slowing is needed to keep your ascending pace consistent. And without pausing, run back down. Repeat the cycle for 30 minutes. If you're in a stadium, run from section to section at the tops or bottoms of flights, maintaining tempo effort. If wintry weather forces you indoors and you can't find a stairwell to run, you can use your gym's stairmaster to perform an interval workout, 20 to 30 seconds hard, then 30 to 60 seconds of recovery, repeating for 20 to 30 minutes. Or a tempo workout, 30 minutes at a comfortably hard effort. Or use a treadmill. Set at a steep incline, the treadmill is very similar to running stairs because you use many of the same muscle groups to propel yourself, says Honerkamp. Obviously, adjust your speed accordingly. You may find that a fast walking pace is the most you can handle. The workout. After a 10-minute warm-up, crank up the incline, slowing your pace as necessary, to 15% or whatever the machine's maximum incline is, the higher the better. Do one minute at the hardest pace you can manage, then reduce the incline to zero and recover for one minute. Fall with two minutes at maximum incline and two minutes of recovery, working your way up minute by minute to five minutes of each. Then work your way back down to end with one minute hard and one minute recovery. So I really enjoyed doing the Stairmaster at the gym because I really felt like it was making me stronger and helping my endurance. I wasn't running, but uh, I was out of breath the whole time and I was using a lot of the muscles that I knew that I knew I would need for hill running. So I, I found that it was a really good workout for that. Maybe I should start using the stair climber at the gym. I think it'd be, I mean, this has talked me into it. Uh, the 15% treadmill workout reminds me of sub 30 club did a while ago maybe a year or two now put your treadmill at the highest incline it can go and then go for 15 minutes and see how far you get like what your distance was in those 15 minutes wow i would be walking at a very fast and not a very fast pace i would be walking instead of running is what i would (laughs) what i meant to say that's cool did you try it I did not because I was hurt at the time when it was going on. And then I've been training for, you know, the past couple cycles and I didn't want it to mess up training. Right. So now would be a good time to try it because I'm not really training for anything and flying pig is fun more than goal. Right. And some of these workouts, what did it, one of, it said one of them was good for middle distance running, which a mile is a middle distance running, isn't it? Oh, no, I think it's like 800 meters is middle distance. I got to look that up. But I think it'll help, right? (laughs) Yeah. If it helps my butt not hurt after long runs, like I'm all for it. Because here lately with the hills and the long runs, I've been like my glutes kill me more than my calves even. Because I know I'm using them to get up the hills. And we've got a hilly race coming up. That's the one area I don't have a problem. Like my butt doesn't usually hurt. It's either my quads or my calves. 
And actually, I'm feeling like so much better. I was sore for like two weeks straight from running with Amy on the hills of Newmarket and then doing that downhill run. Like I was just constantly sore. But now like I'm not, I'm not sore anymore. (laughs) And I'm like, I feel amazing. It's awesome. So even after doing my hill repeats and like I feel in that burn, I like I expected to be sore and I wasn't. So I'm excited about that. But. Yeah, we'll see how much sugar loaf wrecks me. <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be <laughs> brutal anyway. I'm still going to keep up with the long runs. All right, are you ready to move along to Run a Girl Recommends? Yes. Um, hang on really quick. I got to go take care of the dogs. Sure. They have found a cat and cornered it and won't stop barking. Oh. Katie? Can you hear me? Yes. Yay. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you all? We missed you. Oh my gosh. Trust me. I would have much rather been home talking to you ladies too. <laughs> oh, so what have you been up to? You've been super busy lately. Oh my gosh. That is an understatement. <laughs> um, they really love their basketball in Kentucky, of course, but they call all of the testing during March, March Madness, mm-hmm. and they mean it when they say that because we have had, I think, three different state tests this week. We've got all kinds of field trips happening. On top of that, I was having to deal with some family stuff because my brother got really sick and had to spend some time in the hospital. Is he okay? So he is okay. He was released yesterday, and they're still trying to figure out what was on to cause him to get so sick, but... Thankfully, he does seem to be improving now, Um, and on top of all of that, we lost an hour of sleep, so So, yeah, I have just been running around like a mad woman, working like crazy, dealing with the extra family stuff, and uh, here I am. Parent-teacher conferences were tonight, so I've put in a 12-hour workday today. Oh, man. And get to get up extra early in the morning for parking lot duty, so... You girls. Well, <laughs> well, I'm sick <laughs> again for the third time this year, but really, really glad to have you with us tonight. Like, oh, yay. I'm glad to be here, too. Seems like you're super swamped, so I'm just I'm super happy that you were able to make time for us, and I'm sure the listeners are happy to hear you again, too. So while we have you, have you been doing any running? <laughs> I wasn't trying to make a joke. I would just... <laughs> thought we would acknowledge it if, if there was any being done no unfortunately i have not and i'm really starting to kind of get panicked um about run the bluegrass because i'm going to be crippled afterwards i just know it uh but we do what we can right one yeah. way or another i'll uh i'll get it done so do they have a cutoff time i want to say maybe four hours but I'll have to double check um I know they always allow you to start well they don't allow you but of course you can start in an earlier wave to gain yourself some more finish time but my worst case scenario is maybe dropping down to the seven miler instead of the half Mm -hmm. but I really don't want to do that because you know here I've completed the half every year that they've well, for the past five years, I think it's actually been going for six or seven, but almost every year it's been offered. And I really want to keep the streak alive. Yeah. Well, you can walk a bunch because Sue and I were talking about the half at Flying Pig. 
Yeah, it's really ungoodnessly hilly. <laughs> ungoodnessly hilly. <laughs> well, I was going to say ungodly, and then I was like, it's worse than that. It needs like a more ridiculous term. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure. Well, I'll be excited to compare it to Run the Bluegrass then, as far as. Um, yeah, exactly. The hills go. The ungoodliness of the hills. <laughs> yes. Well, they will be very bad hills, so, you know. Be ready. Yes, we looked at stuff last week. Right, Sue? That's what we were doing. So we are caught up on Katie's training. Um, yes. Are you ready for Run A Girl Recommends? Sure. Okay. Megan, what is your recommend this week? I went and got new running shoes because my Mizunos I've been running in are just not working for me. They are not flexible enough on the bottom. And so they're driving me crazy and just not comfortable after 200 miles. So I went to our Fleet Feet, the bigger Fleet Feet out in Winston, which is about 45 minutes away because I wanted more options to try on new shoes. And I told them what I was looking for. I was like, I used to run in the pure flows, but they changed them and I hate them. And I've been running in Mizunos and I hate those. So I want something that's like my pure flows. (laughs) And they gave me a couple different pairs of shoes. And these ones were the ones I like best. They're called on running shoes. They are a new ish brand. They are Swedish. And I am running in what is called the Cloud Flows. They sound fancy. They look really cool. The little bumps on the bottom. Yes, and they are not as rigid as you would think. They are really comfortable. Nice. Like they were very comfortable to walk around in. And they reminded me of my old Pure Flows. Nice. So I I have not run in them yet because I got them Saturday after my long run. And I, so tomorrow morning will be my run in them and I am strongly considering running in them for my half okay I know nothing new on race day and that's really dumb and why would you do that but you don't understand the level of hate I have for these Mizunos (laughs) (laughs) well I mean if you run in them tomorrow that'll be a good way to try them out yes sure they look cool they're comfortable I got the uh color I linked to the spice and purple color so they're like orange and purple awesome switching it up from the pink shoes huh they did not have pink it was this or blue and the blues are kind of I don't like the blues so and I went way more on feel for once instead of how the shoes looked because I tried on a pair of Asics that were way too cushy I was like these are weird Mm -hmm. and then a pair of Sauconies that just when I compared them to the Asics, I liked those better. And then I put the on ones on, and they were much better. Awesome. So, Well, let us know uh, how those go for you if you end up <laughs> running your half in them. That'll be interesting. Katie, what is your recommend tonight? My recommend this evening is Philosophy, the micro delivery facial exfoliating wash. It is awesome. I have really sensitive skin and this is something that I've used now for a while. It does a really great job. Philosophy is a really good brand, especially for sensitive skin. And if 
you have an Ulta near you, they're starting their 21 Days of Beauty event, um, I believe, on Sunday or Monday. And you can get the 8-ounce size of this face wash for half off. So I always try to stock up whenever it goes on sale because, let's be real, every penny counts, right? You want to save wherever you can. So um, this is... Definitely something I will be buying in the upcoming week so that I can get it for half price. But it's really good. Like I said, I use it with like a face brush. You know what I'm talking about? Like the spinny face brush? Like the Clarisonic thing? Yes, there you go. Thank you. Help. <laughs> I use like soap and water on my face, face bar soap, so I have no idea about face wash and brushes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Well, that, that works too. Uh, but if you're looking for something maybe a little different with a bit of an exfoliating quality in it, this is great because it's not too harsh. You know, it's a very fine exfoliating, and um, I really like it a lot. I've actually turned my sister and my mom both onto it because they, just like me, have that sensitive skin so this has worked well for us awesome yeah interesting micro delivery exfoliating face fa- facial wash all right my recommend this week is a protein bar lately as i've been building up the muscles in my legs i've been trying to take in plenty of extra protein and This past week, I found a protein bar that did not taste like a protein bar at all. I didn't even know Gatorade made protein bars, but they are the Gatorade Whey protein bars. And the flavor that I tried was chocolate caramel. And when Mm. I ate it, I was like pleasantly surprised. It tasted like, if you ever had one of those um, Little Debbie Star Crunch treats, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like the Rice crispy with the caramel and the chocolate. It tastes like that. Maybe not as sweet, but it certainly has that same flavor. And it just it gave me this nostalgic feeling of yummy, like, chocolate caramel treat taste. So um, I wanted to share that because after I had that one later on this week, I was at a different place and bought different protein bars and was like, wow protein bars aren't that great but this one is so i definitely recommend trying the gatorade whey protein bars chocolate caramel anyway i haven't tried the other flavors but the chocolate caramel is really good so that is my recommend this week up next we have runner girl of the week all right katie who is our runner girl of the week this week our runner girl this week is Deborah from Renton, Washington, and she is one of our newer ads on in Daily Mile. She had a run today, which um, actually, I don't think I could paste the one from today, did I? No, I didn't. This was from a few days ago, but she uh, definitely was on my same train of thought today too she was like still half asleep at 5 a.m uh (laughs) this was two days ago she said tired of the rain i decided to run on five and a half hours of sleep i just can't seem to go to bed earlier i was slow and sluggish for the first four miles and walked some too hoping it goes better tomorrow but she still managed to run on this five and a half hours of sleep for eight miles at a 1044 pace i know right so good job deborah and then two days later she ran nine miles uh yeah uh-huh wow <laughs> what? yeah 
seven and a half or seven in the morning and then two miles on her lunch break, it said for today. <laughs> so she uh, she's really getting out there and getting it done. She's doing awesome, even if she is tired. But I totally know what she means. Now that we've lost that hour of sleep and set our clocks forward, you know, it stays light outside so much later. And I have to get used to the sun like really staying up longer in Kentucky compared to what it did in South Carolina, you know, right on the coast, you're the first one to get sunset. So to me, it feels like it's even longer now. And so I've been struggling with that as well, but she is kicking butt and taking names. So keep up the good work, Deborah. I am so jealous of your miles. You're doing wonderful. Yeah. She's going to be super excited to hear this because she was also Run a Girl of the Week last week, which you weren't oh here God. for that, Katie, so you didn't know. <laughs> but she was excited when she heard it and shared it on hey, our <laughs> page. So congratulations, Deborah. You made Run a Girl of the Week twice in two weeks. Good job. All right. We choose our Run a Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile, Smash Run, and Strava feeds. And we promise there are other people besides Deborah. If you would like to friend us and possibly be a future runner girl or guy, all of those links are on the sidebar of our website at runnergirlspodcast.com. And up next, we have feedback. Our first piece of feedback tonight comes from Jennifer, who left a comment on our yoga for cross training episode. And Jennifer said, I finally got to listen to this episode. I got behind in all the podcasts I was listening to. I have trouble fitting in yoga and stretching with the foam rolling I have to do. Yay for finally finding out my calf stiffness is caused (laughs) by stiff fascia. Yoga with Adrian, and then she gave us the YouTube link, which I'm sure we'll post in the show notes, um, has some great videos for runners and post-workout. And she uh, just came out with two under 10 minute yoga videos that I'm excited to try post run. So that sounds awesome. Sounds like something that would definitely feel good after a long run for sure. And uh, I don't know, to me, I think yoga and foam rolling, even though it would be hard for the time crunch, that sounds like a great mixture, you know, get all loosened up and stretch out with the yoga and then do some foam rolling. But thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing those videos. I'll definitely check those out. Yeah, I like that she says that there's two under 10-minute ones, too, because that's easier to fit into your, you know, your post-run workout there. So exactly, definitely have to look into that. I never make time for yoga because I just uh, don't think of, like, blocking, you know, setting aside a block of time for yoga anymore. But if it's mm-hmm. just a few minutes, that's not bad at all. Yeah. All right. Samantha commented on the bonus episode that I released of Megan and I chatting after one of our last episodes. And Katie, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it, but during the course of that conversation, Megan basically said that she was willing to have me coach her for her next marathon. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I kept asking her, are you sure? (laughs) Um, Well, Samantha has a comment on that. And she says that she is excited to see the marathon plan that I come up with and that she might just follow it herself. So nice. Very good. Yeah. Put extra stress on me to come up with a really good plan, Samantha. (laughs) You've got like the triple threat thing going on, Sue. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, Megan, you want to take the last one? Sure. Our last comment is from Cecilia, who commented on our last episode about strength training. And she says, 
Hey girls, I just got back from my run just now where I listened to this week's podcast. I wanted to quickly share a weight training program that has done wonders. I decided to do this program because I was sick and tired of the injuries I was suffering from. I wondered if it was because I had weaknesses and imbalances in my muscles, joints, tendons, coordination, etc., So I decided to do a lower body focused weightlifting program. I am on week nine of the bootyful beginners part of strong curves and I am truly happy. All of my issues slowly started to go away and now I am back to running pain free. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Oh, and my butt is looking pretty good too. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, there you go, Megan. That's some reinforcement of your recommend. Yes, we laughed afterwards, and I told her, I was like, oh, yeah, we just recommended that on the show you listened to. <laughs> she was like, oh, I didn't make it that far before I mentioned it, and we just laughed at it. But that's good to know that it might help with your um, butt issues where you you were talking about your butt sore after your long runs. Yes, I need to really do it. So after the half, that'll be my goal, improve my mile time and cross-train. Nice. <laughs> Well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Megan, do you have a quote for us? I do. My quote actually came from my coach. He posted it, and I liked it. And it says, I never felt I belonged until I became a runner. Amazing how the power of one sport can alter your entire view on life. Oh. I know I like it. My running people are my favorite people. All the people I've met running. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's it's cool how like I've met a lot of people that I wouldn't have met otherwise and made some really interesting connections with people and it just kinda brings people together, you know, that when you're out on a run you can just kinda talk about whatever and you get to know somebody because you're spending sometimes a couple hours with them at a time. So it's pretty cool. Yes, you ladies are included in that group for sure. So glad that running brought us together. Yeah. Even if I don't get to do as much of that anymore. (laughs) And we get to run together again soon in May. So that's exciting too. That's right. Yeah. That is it for episode nine of season five. Join us next time when Megan will be sharing her recap of the Tobacco Road Half Marathon. If you have any questions, email runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Post on facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at Runner Girls Show. Call the hotline at 207-200-3297. And follow us on Instagram at Runner Girls Podcast. Listen to us at RunnerGirlsPodcast.com, iTunes, or Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.